Hey, this is Jay Whitaker of the Geek Show Podcast. You are now listening to Old Ute Radio. Tune in now, because it's about to go And welcome back to episode number 140 of Old Ute Radio. I'm Johnny McKeon. With me in studio, my friend, now yours, Sasha Bloom. We also got Wayne Thompson Jr. from 97.1 ZHT. Yeah. And with us, our special guest today, we have Good Morning Utah producer. We have Sunday Night's Real Sports Live Twitter correspondent, I guess. Yeah. Social media correspondent. <laughs> 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 Brittany Johnson from Channel 4, ABC4, Good for Utah. How you doing? I am good. How are you? I'm about to bust a freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hiding. They ain't ready. They're like, ready, Utah. I'm ready. <laughs> Oh man, I'm so glad to see you. It's been it's been a while since I've worked with you. Um, I've always I've always admired what you've done because you came in right away and you killed it. Like Thank I remember you. I remember hearing about that. I remember them talking about you. You know, in the evening. Who was talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I will cut them right now. <laughs> So, so you produce Good Morning Utah. Tell me, like, what 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 goes into that? Well, first of all, thank you guys for having me. <laughs> having so much fun already. Uh, but what goes into that? Uh, I go I go to work at twelve. I come in at midnight. The show starts at four thirty. So I do the Clark is the other producer. He does the four thirty and the five. I do the six o'clock. We get in. We write everything. We don't have an overnight assignment desk person, yeah. so we're the assignment desk. Wow. We're listening to police scanners, uh, trying to figure out, you know, what's breaking overnight, anything of that nature. So we're doing beat checks. We're writing everything, getting video together, putting everything, initially the entire newscast together. So when Emily and Brian get in, all they have to do is sit there and read. Shots. <laughs> what would you do without me, huh? <laughs> Everything that's in the prompter that you see on closed captioning, we write that. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> so, so tell me a little bit about what you do Sunday nights with Real Sports Live. All right, I go in there uh, pretty much just check what's trending on social media. Anything that uh, I feel that's important, or the guys feel that's important. Chad, the producer. Uh, Dana, Bill, Wes, whatever they want to talk about, we'll put in there for tweets. Oh, I'm wow. just like, hey, what's trending on social media? <laughs> <laughs> and then read those and, you know, throw it back to them, get their opinions so they can weigh in on whatever uh, that topic may be. Then we just move on. Awesome. So so what got you to, to start working in this industry? Because I wanted to be on TV. <laughs> 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 no, uh, honestly, this is something that I've wanted to do from day one. I knew when I was little, I've always wanted to work in sports. I uh, always wanted to have either some sort of sports show, news show, anything, just so I can tell. Basically, what I want to do is tell the stories that aren't being told. Uh, you have athletes. We focus on so much negative. I'd love to focus on what the athletes are doing in the community, stories that no one really seems to care about. Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> I want to bring those, you know, to the forefront to make people care about them. 
Oh, that's awesome. Show like kind of the vulnerable side to athletes. Yeah. Like, they're not just gladiators, but they're also kind of like warriors who are out to help their community. Because yeah. that's that's a big part of football that I f- think people forget. Like it's a means to an opportunity mm-hmm. for a lot of people. And it's it a is. chance for them to do good for their community, you know, for their families. Like, yeah, that's important. Definitely. Giving back. It's just that story. A lot of times we just don't tell that story. Or within the community, I love to be somebody's voice. A lot of people don't have the means to speak out and get their voices heard. So I just always felt, you know, I like to talk. I like to tell stories. <laughs> Why not tell other people's stories? <laughs> How we go? We got to get her on TV though, too. I just, I just think more. We more. need, <laughs> we need her on no. TV though. Like no. she's got the presence. She's got, she got it. It's just it's weird because I do the stuff on Sunday nights. Uh, I fill in here and there and report. And it's just weird when someone does recognize me. Like at church the other day, this guy was like, girl, I saw you on TV. from doing a story oh wow yeah and this girl came up to me and she was like oh my gosh i watch you all the time during the weekday and i was like yeah you do on the tv side what made you go into radio honestly it's just tv tv while it was fun it never really felt like the perfect fit for me Mm -hmm. you know definitely when i when i jumped into radio it kind of felt more like a glove you know like i i definitely enjoy talking on radio more than i do talking on tv like definitely like i had to be on like tv just this week i was like super nervous even though i've worked in tv i know how it goes i was still just i was absolutely terrified oh you look like like a deer in headlights don't choke, don't choke, don't choke. I almost slipped right before the live hit. Sasha's always wishing some evil on me. He always wishes. Funny, was it live? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, on it was full rink. on live. Yeah. yeah. On an ice rink. Oh, oh no. my goodness. Yeah, we were promoting uh, the Mavericks. They were doing uh, the, uh, the bed race. So we do, Mix 1079 does a bed race every uh, President's Day. Okay. Where we have contestants race beds across the ice in order to win a trip somewhere. This Wait. year it was a trip to see Maroon 5. Hold on. Yeah. Yes. So you just, like, take a bed and you, like, skate with it? Nah, so you you you, you have to... <laughs> Wait, for, for legal purposes. So we, we have some... This is how complicated... Okay. Okay, this is how complicated my job is. Like, I have to figure out how to pull these things off. So we legally have to have one end of the bed touching the ice. They can't run on the ice holding it above their head. The way you would, you know, assume uh-huh. they would, because they they could slip and fall, smack their head open. So uh-huh. they have to have one end on the ground, and they kind of push it like a wheelbarrow. 
Okay, but do you guys make them sign like a release form? Oh, like, yeah. if you yeah. bust your ASS, we're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, multiple release forms. Uh, we offer them, you know, like helmets, knee pads, everything. So, yeah, yeah, we have to cover all the this angles. This is crazy. I got to watch this. Yeah, we, yeah, we have footage. We're cutting the video right now. It should be up next week. Well, next whose time. idea was he to put a brother on ice? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know what to wear. I bought brand new snow boots. I didn't know what to wear. Oh, God. Johnny, come on, man. They're like, yeah, hey, hockey. Yeah, he know. knows all about yeah. hockey, well, no, The best part is I'm Canadian, too. I know nothing about oh, being on the no ice. Way. Nothing. On. No yeah. way. Drake even knows. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. why? Started from the bottom, man. Now, 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 now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, when we did that live hit, it was crazy. Like, we had t-shirt guns. I got shot with a t-shirt gun. It really <laughs> hurts. Oh, I got man. legit shot with a t-shirt gun. So uh, it was Casey Scott and Nitro from Maverick. They, they did a shooting gallery where I had the mattress. I'm running up and down Maverick Center with the mattress. They're shooting t-shirts at me. We've got uh, uh, my boss, Jake. He's carrying a giant muffin from Maverick. Someone what? else has an, someone else has a hot dog. Idea was Johnny McKeon. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's just, hey, man, I have to make TV yeah, somewhat, parts of it. Everyone gets a free muffin. Yeah. So hey, anyway. I'll be happy with that. So they're doing like a minute live hit, and they're just shooting T-shirts. Just shooting T-shirts at us. And then right at the final one, Casey was like, stop. And he yelled at me, and I stopped, and he shot me, hit me right in the shoulder. Okay, wait, but if you put this together, why are you surprised that people are shooting you? <laughs> I, I, you know when you come up with an idea, and it kind of takes life, and you can't yeah. really control it, and I you're just like... I need you to think that yeah. one See, that's why you can't yeah. be doing this in West no. Valley, man. <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking? Go to the East shit, man. Come on, man. It's West Valley, bro. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah. So do you do you still get nervous when you get on TV? I do. Yeah. I do uh, because so many people tell you so many different things. Um, I have people watch, and then one of my friends is like, you sound like you're reading. Stop. <laughs> you, you need to just be comfortable and ad lib. And I'm like, but I don't want to mess up. I don't want to <laughs> screw up. I want to stick to the script, you know? But it's sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. And it also depends on who you're with, too. Yeah. Because when I'm with, when it's with Rick, when he fills in sometimes, or it's Dana, Wes, it's like, I feel like I can joke around, yeah. kind of be myself. It's just, it's fun. Oh, it's way more fun, especially yeah. on the Real Sports Live set, because, you know, Wes is a goofball. Yeah. Dana's always talking some smack. Yeah. You know, Bill's doing his thing, yeah. definitely. It's it's a way more, like, looser, kind of relaxed yeah. environment, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it all depends on who you're with. But yeah. And then I got to think about my mom, because she's like, is it posted yet? Is it <laughs> What's taking so long? Tell you the truth. Uh-uh. Next oh. time, do not wear that. Why don't you do your hair like that? Uh, she was like, I don't even like when you do your mouth a certain way. I was like, oh my god. Thanks, thanks, mom. Thanks. This is the time where you're not watching. You're not gonna watch right now, mom. No, but you know, you gotta appreciate it though, because you have that one person that can keep it real. And she cares. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh. like it. Hey, Sasha does that a lot, Sasha though. does that he for me. He keeps everyone... Dude, if you Sasha do not... keeps everyone 100, for real. You need to. Yeah. If your you ego to. gets out of line, he will put you in check. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But no one does it for me, which kind of sucks. So. I'll do it for you. Swear. <laughs> 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 like, sit down, stop. 
talking. Throw your mouth that way. Boy, I said spit that gum out your mouth right now, man. Spit that gum out. Nah. My mama do it for you, too. She loves telling people what to do. I like that. He actually does, though. Leave me alone. That's why I work for six companies. Can't come <laughs> do I want to do TV? Do I want to do radio? Do I want to? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of yeah. what it is. But it's fun. <laughs> Keep it mixed up. Yeah, How Sasha, what do you think about TV and radio? TV and radio. I think, I think it's the same industry. You know, what you're doing is you're a big billboard for other companies. Hmm. Your whole job is to advertise. You know, Tom Likas, a great radio guy back in the day, said, there's a reason why there's a red light outside my studio. Right? You're mm-hmm. selling shit. Television, I think, is harder to do because, uh, at least in sports television like me, there's $60,000, $150,000 sets. Mm-hmm. And if something goes wrong, you're in a lot of—you're fired. You know, if I screw up in my job, I'm fired. If a camera guy screws up in his job, he's fired. If a director hits the wrong take on—you know, if he goes instead of camera one to camera eight, he's fired. Yeah. Th- and there's no forgiveness. As in radio, I think it's more of a family-type atmosphere. Yeah. You're there every day. It's more loose. You can wear sweatpants. You can be drunk. You know. <laughs> I think he's revealing. Oh, he's like, yeah, I come in no, Monday. Hung over. Right <laughs> <laughs> might be hung over. <laughs> She's trying to get hooked up right now, man. No, but in the '80s and early '90s, radio was very famous for guys bumping coke on yeah. their oh, live yeah. shows, being yeah. drunk. And television, especially news, has always had that more serious side of things because mm-hmm. you guys are really watchdogs for your community. And you have your government, and then you have the news, and then you have the community. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's sacred ground. I wish I could work in a newsroom. I, I wish I had the talent to be paid a livable wage in a newsroom. But yeah, I wasn't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, Keep it like, preach. Yeah. Keep it on preach, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really bad for newsrooms because news is my fa- my passion. I have a degree in journalism. It's what I've kind of in the back of my head always wanted to do. But television companies and I think the government are killing the newsroom. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate because you almost can't work full you can't. time. You can't. And it's just when you really just want to do news and go out there in the community and find stories, talk to people, do things that should be shown that you want to be shown it's really hard because the sales aspect comes mm-hmm. into it and you got stuff you just have to get in everybody's got to eat everybody's got to get paid that's just how it works now or yeah. if glenn mills has a story from up at the capitol hill if he releases this story can he work again yeah right yeah. because you have to make those so decisions yeah. backfire yeah and it was great when you know back way like a year and a half ago if you go on our feed you can hear that glenn mills interview we did and he talked about the checks and balances you mm-hmm. have to do with your news director because one false story kills your career and it doesn't kill in Salt Lake. It kills in LA. Yep. Mm. But if you also lose your, your handshake agreements with these politicians yeah. and they get mad at you, you're dead too. Yep. It's a, there's a lot of tight ropes to walk in this industry. Yeah, there is. All I tell people, watch scandal. <laughs> <laughs> This oh, is not God. funny. For real? <laughs> She's like, no, I'm being okay, serious. Okay, okay, all right, all right. 
I'm being serious. I know. Do not laugh. Watch Scandal. This will tell you everything you need to know. This is a shady business, politics, and oh, I should have went yeah. into it. They are making money. They are making oh, money. man. He's Greasing each young. other's hands. and Yeah, who yeah. knows? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Donald Trump about to be the next president. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Who after knows? last night, I'm sitting here like, well, how do I get to Canada? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, for real. I don't know. If Drake has any room at his house, I'm going to the six. He's like, we're going to build a wall around this whole country. You're not leaving either. You can't leave. Oh, man. It's great entertainment, though. Yeah, it really is. So you seem passionate about sport, correct? Mm -hmm. One of the things I struggle with in sports production is, am I taking life with too much fun? Am I not using my brain and creativity for real issues? Like, I mm -hmm. really struggle with that because I get paid really well. I get to watch great sport. But at the end of the day, I'm not helping the community mm -hmm. by no stretch. And even here well, at the radio station, you know, blood drives when I go out with AJ. Yeah, okay, I feel kind of okay. The home feed homeless by the mile and all that kind of stuff, that's rewarding. But the rest of the time, I'm doing no good for my community. Why do you think you're not doing good, though? What... I guess my question would be, what does the community see as good? Well, when was the last time you went to Pioneer Park or you went by the Gateway <laughs> and you just see abject homelessness and poverty? Yeah. Generational drug abuse in this community is overwhelming. The amount of women that are beat and beat by men, the, the child rape epidemic. The that untested goes on. rape kits. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. The amount of ADD and ADHD that goes unchecked. So you got. 30% uh, of your community they can't really read. Mm -hmm. Those types of things. And my work, my 40, 50 hours a week is not focused towards that. It's mm -hmm. for, oh, did we get that guy getting a sack and grabbing his nuts afterwards? Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's where the money is. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think people, the higher ups, feel like that's what people want to see. But there are people out there who want to see other things. Like you said, the rape kits, the ADD, everything like that. There's, I feel like there's people that want to see more of that. Mm -hmm. And when we don't show things like that, we're just dumbing down our community. Right. We're, just, we're just dumbing them down even more. It's just how much dumber can you get? How much more dumbed down can we do things? Yeah, it's kind of doing a disservice, you know. It's not keeping it real. Mm. It's, it's presenting something to the, com the community. It's, it's not real. Like, yeah. there could be an issue going on, but if no one's reporting it or talking about yeah. it and stuff, no one knows, but it's still going on, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's still going on, and people want to see that. I don't I don't go a day without someone texting me or calling me. Why, why didn't you guys cover this story? Why didn't you guys do that? Uh, some other news station is doing it, or... I don't see it on any new station at all. Do you guys just not care? Wow. And then another one thing that people do have to realize is that we don't have the same resources in news that we had 15, 20, 30 years ago. We just don't. The money is not the same. We don't have as many people. It's just you have one reporter or two. Well, you can have two reporters sharing one photographer mm -hmm. yeah. for the day. You just don't have the resources anymore. And it's just... And it's an exhausting yeah, job. It yeah. is. It is. And you only have so much time to do so many things. And a lot of people, like my mom, for example, will say, oh, all you doing is one story today? And I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, girl, <laughs> I don't know how long it took me to do that one story. <laughs> She's like, I want to see two. I'm like, I can't. 
like people, I don't think people realize, you know, a lot of times you only have so much time to do one story or if something else breaks, you have, you know, your two stories or whatever, but you just don't have the time, the resources, the money anymore. Just mm. don't. It's so, it's and, so true. Uh, the, unfortunately, the only way to fix this is for the government to step in and mm-hmm. subsidize newsrooms. And that becomes a major issue because then you lose that protection of shield of journalism. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, some Republican senator or some Democratic senator is going to say, hey, we're giving the news people $2 billion. Why are they exposing us? Uh, yep. So how do they do that with PBS, though? <laughs> <laughs> Because how does that work? A public broadcasting station or whatever, you know? So they're getting money from the the government, Yeah, essentially. But but it's tricky because I work with a lot of those people up at KUD in here in Salt Lake City, but they're the ones that cover the governor's speeches. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not ABC Mm -hmm. that's running that master control. And that's scary business if you really think about it because none of us, unless you are – because the public is not really going to those speeches. So who knows what the photog – turned off or what the editor clipped mm-hmm. out, yeah. that's you know, true. and that, that's where journalism is so important. It is, you know, and those newsrooms have to be full, full, but your generation doesn't watch TV anymore. Nope. It's yeah. all on the phones. Yeah. And yeah. we, if we don't grab your attention in four or five seconds, you're onto something else. Mm-hmm. Snapchat proves it. Yeah. Their video, I don't even have Snapchat, but it's just like, <laughs> I don't even want it. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, you have something that captures your attention for four or five seconds, and that's it. That's all people want to see. Wow. If you if you don't have a soundbite that captures somebody's attention, if you don't have somebody grabbing their nuts for two seconds, you know, like you said, no one's going to pay attention. They're on to the nuts. <laughs> that is so true, though, because it's it like, is. give it to me now. We want everything in our yeah, face so now. much right there, right now. It's just it's just like we freak out now if uh, if Wi-Fi shuts down for yeah. a little bit, you know? Like, it's like, it's like, come on. A little freedom might be good sometimes. Yeah. You know, there's been times I've forgotten my phone and I stress out about it. But then at other times I'm like, no, that's a little freedom. It's kind of nice. It is. But then yeah. you go back to the 150 text messages. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ignoring me? Yeah. No, you see my text. Like, yeah. why did you wear that on TV? <laughs> Girl, I told you not to wear my pink. Oh, I think I'm more yellow tonight. My mom doesn't like yellow. Why not? See, I think yellow looks great on the dark sisters, though. Be- it does. My mom, I think it was because her mom growing up, she said everything was yellow. She was just like, yellow, yellow, yellow. And now she's like, I'm tired of yellow. I'm going to wear yellow. I love yellow. I, love I, wore, you, I wore yellow on Friday. I love yellow. Yeah, she ain't going to like you. How you doing? How you doing? Yeah. She's married, y'all. Don't bother. Yeah, I got a new shirt, Miss Johnson. You like this? <laughs> Sasha's like, I don't even know what to say. Like, <laughs> Sasha's like, I was trying to talk about journalism. I was trying to make it serious. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens, man. That's what happens. You, you flip into radio mode, and it's just like, I, hey. I love this. Yeah. Like, I should have my own radio show, okay? You because should. I yeah, you just, should. Yeah. I can just sit here and chill. Like you said, come in your pajamas. Yeah. You guys don't know if I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I can be picking my nose, and nobody knows. That's See, like, you think that you got water and salt over there, but no. Nah, <laughs> it's something else. <laughs> Yeah, pop. 
podcasting is one of my favorite things to do in the world. I don't know. It's the only way I feel like I could still be real, you know? Yeah. Like, you can totally be yourself. I just feel chill. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm glad we provided such a great atmosphere for you. <laughs> Now, Thanks. don't say anything bad about me when I leave. I'll find not. out. No, no, yeah. no, I'm just no. not. I'm in love with you. That's, She's going to stick her mama. She's going to stick her mama on you, man. You better watch out. <laughs> so about two and a half years ago, I'm in ABC, and they say, we got to relight the studio. We have this amazing broadcaster from Syracuse University coming in, Nadia Crow. Mm-hmm. Turns out Natty Crow is the first black African-American news anchor in the state of Utah. Mm -hmm. Does that drop your jaw a little bit that in 2012, 2013, there's finally a person of color on an anchor desk? No, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise you. I guess it doesn't surprise me because I see things that a lot of people really don't see. I think we all do. But there's in some communities, that's just how it is. It's like that in Iowa. It's like that, you know, here, but... It, it changes. You have that one person that comes like a Nadia Crow and opens the door for everyone else. Now you see people of color on other stations um, weekdays, four, five, six o'clock moving that were in the weekends, on the weekends, in the mornings. Now they're like, oh, it can be done. I think people were just so afraid to like, oh, if we put a black person up there, a person of color, yeah. ain't nobody going to watch. Yeah. Yeah. No, nope, it's going to go down. I don't know what they're going to say on air. I don't know if they're as intelligent can do the job as the other person can. So, you know, it's just, I think but it that's just takes crazy that, one that you're even saying those types of words. That's, no, me, that's, that's the reality, though. To, yeah. me, it's not. Yeah. to me, it's not because growing up as a black woman, you know, all my life, I think, I think I've been black. She's not pulling that what's her name, you know. But it's just, I've been exposed to certain things, and people people are so close-minded still. It's, and it's not just here in Utah. People think it's just here in Utah. It's everywhere you go. It's in San Diego. It's in L.A. It's everywhere. It's in Kentucky. My entire family is in Kentucky. It's, it's there, too. It's just, and you, I think you see things when you are a minority versus other people who, you know, aren't exposed to that life. Have, they haven't been black all their life. it's just it's just different you i'm used to comments i'm used to the comments now i still get comments um i'm used to being looked at certain ways nadia i I was listening to her speak um the other night and she was saying here i don't know how long ago it was but a little girl walked up to her and just touched her because she's never seen anybody black before oh man it was just like what, are you real? Like, you know, yeah. just kind of, I've never seen anything like this before. And Nadia said, no, she didn't get mad. She was just like, you know, people just haven't been exposed to that before. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it just, it doesn't surprise me because it still goes on. Hmm. And a lot of people think it doesn't. Some people want to be closed-minded and say, oh, you know, nothing happens. We're all equal. We're all this, blah, 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 blah. But no, places you do go still, there are people that look at you like, who are you? What are you doing here? Why are you here? You, why do you have this job? How did you get this job? Yeah. Did you have reservations coming from Los Angeles to Utah? Heck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's like, it's cold. Oh, yeah. uh-uh. I was like, I, I seriously was like, okay, what? Like, I didn't even remember applying for the job. <laughs> <laughs> I was, no, I was 
true story. <laughs> like one day at work, I just got so fed up. And I was like, F this. I'm going like- on LinkedIn. Yeah, I was like, I'm going on LinkedIn and just adding all the news directors. And I'm writing everybody. And then one day I just was on my way to work. And I got a call, and on my phone it was like Utah. I was like, "Who is calling me from Utah?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't know anyone there." And then Rob Tompkins, he he was the one who called me, the assistant news director at the time, and was like, "Hey, I got your application." Da da da. I was like, "What?" Hmm. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and so you know, and then I told people at work, and they were like, "Don't, don't do it." Some just don't go, uh-uh. You're going to end up somebody's 10th wife. Oh, <laughs> no there. There's no black people. What you going to do? I was just like, but you, I just went home, talked about it with my family, you know, saw what they had to say or listened to what they had to say. Then you, at the end of the day, you have to make the decision yourself. I just went, just prayed about it. And just like, hey, whatever happens, happens. I talk about it with my dad pretty much every day, he's like, this is the best move you've, you've made. He was like, because if you were still in L.A., a year and a half later where you are now, you wouldn't be there. You wouldn't be doing the things that, you were, that you're doing now in L.A. What were you doing in L.A.? Were you just right into news and doing teleprompting and that kind of stuff? So I started off as a production assistant, mm-hmm. running teleprompter, gathering scripts, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then I just quickly moved up. I was just, I was so anxious to do other things. I knew I just didn't want to be a production assistant mm-hmm. my entire life. So I was like, okay, what else can I do here? So I always helped out with things. If they needed an assistant going out on a story, hey, I'll do it, whatever. I just worked a 10-hour day, a 12-hour day, but I'll still go. I'll do that. So it's just, I started as a production assistant. Then I was working on the assignment desk. I was an assignment editor filling in over there. I worked with David Goldstein. I was a uh, undercover producer undercover film producer. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. So I did that. I worked in our media library. Uh, before I got here for the last, what was it, maybe a year, almost two years, I was booking all of our guests and producing our guest segments. So so you had a real organic training. Yeah. That's neat. What school did you go to? Cal State Northridge. Oh, <laughs> Okay. You don't know about that, do you? See, that's what we need more of in Utah, man. That's what I'm saying. Have you ever heard of Northridge? Of course, I'm I'm from Ventura, California. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Go, 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 see, son. <laughs> Shout out to Lincoln Harrison. Yep, one of the. <laughs> shout out to shout you. Out. <laughs> see, you can do this on TV. I can't be like, shout out to Lincoln Harrison. <laughs> they be like, uh huh. I knew we shouldn't have hired her. Yeah, yeah, right away. Right away. Yeah, right away. <laughs> you gave her one shot. Let me see that. <laughs> but you being from you said you're from ventura yeah. county yeah the thing that i wish we had more of here in utah diverse restaurants sure mm. i miss that's what i truly miss i miss like uh argentinian food caribbean food jamaican food anything just culture i just miss that here just with restaurants and if you guys know any place <laughs> Let we, me know. We used to have a soul food uh, place. Actually, surprisingly, it was in Draper, which is crazy. What? Yeah, it was <laughs> in Draper. Soul, it was in Draper off of State Street. I was so shocked, and I went over there uh, to check it out because I had heard so much. And the time that I went over there, it had closed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
like, why are the soul food places? This is why one thing I hate about soul food places. You go, they give you an entire menu. You be like, cool, I'm about to get the ribs. They be like, we don't have any ribs. It's like, then you're not what? soul food. What? Yeah, okay. <laughs> they're like, anything you have on there, you're, you ask for something. They're like, no, nah, we just ran out. Uh, can I get some greens? Mm-mm. We ain't got no mo. Oh, wow. <laughs> we got half a biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> just, I need y'all to stock up. We got y'all a scoop of mashed potato. We have macaroni and cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what's on the spoon. I, just, come on, you guys. You guys gotta have enough. I like to eat. We gotta send her to Ogden, though, too, because, you know, surprisingly, Ogden... I, I feel like after living here, Ogden probably has the highest concentration. Like, where is black, Yeah, because that's where people. I was actually born. You, my, my dad is from Los Angeles, and he came here to play football, met my mom, and had us kids and moved us to Ogden because he felt there was more diversity there, too. And they do have, they're the yeah. only city in Utah that does Juneteenth. Uh, we have one. We out have here? a Juneteenth, yes. And okay, no one knows what I'm talking about when I'm like, do we have one? They're like, oh, oh what? June, the month? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, no, no. no. End of slavery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. That's crazy. See, yeah. I didn't know that. And it's a big deal. It's been going on, in fact, I think for almost 30 years, they've That's been doing crazy. Juneteenth in Ogden. Really? Salt Lake doesn't even do it, which is surprising. But I feel like the concentration of, they had, you know, the rail, uh, rail, Workers, I guess you, what, uh, porters, I think okay. they were called, that worked on the, the rail line since it was a train town. And then Hill Air Force Base being right there, too, mm-hmm. brings in that diversity. But, I mean, growing up there for a little bit, too, I, I, I noticed it. You see yeah. it a little bit more than you do out here in Salt Lake. So, I don't know. That's my my two cents. I don't know. Has but, anybody ever stopped you in the grocery store and been like, oh, why? you're black. What are you doing here? Oh, like, man. Other black people stop me all the time like, girl, how'd you get here? Yeah, you domestic, you <laughs> imported. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, well, can you tell me where I can get some turnip greens? <laughs> this lady was like, well, you can't get any out here, sweetie, but um, my friend grows some on a farm. I'm like, oh. trying to get some at the grocery store. <laughs> She's like, I got the hookups. Yeah. <laughs> Meet me out back. Yeah, pop the trunk. <laughs> Like, oh, you're black. How'd you get here? Like, I drove. Drove. Straight off the 15, baby, from LA. Straight off the 15. Straight out of Compton. Just, just uh, kidding, just kidding, mom and dad. From San Diego. Like, well, she just threw her degree out the window. Okay. <laughs> So, so you're a diehard. You're you're really into sports. So I'm really curious about your perspective on the whole Cam Newton and the media situation. Mm-hmm. You know, like like what do you think? Do you think they were vilifying him? Do you think that there was any truth to what they were saying? Like, what, what's your opinion on that whole situation? I think speaking just for athletes in general, if you're not upset about losing, you don't really care about the game. I I want to see somebody upset about losing. Why would you want to be okay with losing? But at the same time. You have to take it like a man or a woman. You can't get upset because you lost and sit there and after the press media and sulk and just sit there like this and be mad and not answer questions. Take it like a man. You lost. Answer the questions. If somebody's saying things to you, negative things, um, doesn't matter. Suck it up. Move on. It's sports. Nobody's trash talked to you before. Yeah. That's that's part of the game. Well, I think part of the problem is is especially radio heads are so quick to bury a man. 
yeah. off the field. You know, if yeah. there's an alleged case where he gets in a fight or hits his wife and it turns out not to be true, well, that radio host just spent two and a half weeks destroying the man and going back into his college grounds and looking at his Facebook and seeing if there's gang ties and this mm-hmm. and that. And so there is a major distrust between the athlete and the journalist. There is. That can't be denied. And Cam Newton... It's as funny and goofy it is to watch him dab and do Superman mm-hmm. and all this other shit. If you're not going to come correct and talk to a journalist and answer their questions, they are going to ridicule you and they're going to yep. break you down and they're going to burn your house. They're going to yep. bury you. Because sure. yeah, at the end of the day, they have a job too. Yeah, which they is, have yeah. a job. Mm-hmm. And just answer your questions. Just I know you're upset. Answer the questions because it's still going to make you look good. You have a brand to protect. You still have endorsements, everything of that nature. Answer the questions like a man, then go in the locker room and complain and B I T C H and cry and, <laughs> and punch the mirror. <laughs> and like, like, do whatever you want or wait till you go home. Like, just, I don't know. The media, that's one thing that I don't like. We hype someone up so much, so much, just since we're on Cam Newton. Cam Newton, he's the greatest thing. He's this, he's that. I've never seen anything like it. Then a day later, I knew this guy was trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I hated him since day one. Yeah, too charming. Oh, yeah. Too charming <laughs> with that <laughs> smile. You can't trust no, him. You can't yeah. trust him. <laughs> <laughs> I think with Cam Newton in particular, it's a case of jealousy from men because he's so good looking. He's so athletic. He's very well educated. And most men, maybe you get one of those three. Mm-hmm. I, I'm jealous he can shave his face clean. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, he can throw a football. He's tall, he's yeah. handsome, and he can shave with a razor. Like, I can't believe it. Why, after people, you know, blow up or they're getting their 15 minutes of fame, why do they start dressing crazy? Like, Cam Newton, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to yeah. need you to take off them Versace pants, whatever <laughs> yeah. you have, just because they cost $15,000 on how much they cost. Doesn't mean they're cute. No. Uh, no. What, what's going on? And then Kanye, Lord. Oh, oh my yeah, goodness. Okay, yeah. okay. The king of words has been on. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What? Seen that meme all over is a pair of nasty, wrinkled yeah. Yeah. underwear. Because yeah. <laughs> apparently dudes got no money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God! The, he Make tried. Work. He tried to sell a white T-shirt for like one hundred ninety dollars. Yeah, I don't get yeah. that. I don't get that. Athletes, just stay true to your roots. Do not buy these fifteen thousand dollar pants that are ugly and silk pants and silk drawers. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see all that. <laughs> but I'm grateful for Kanye West because the greatest hashtag ever came from his whole person. Hashtag finger in the booty bit. <laughs> <laughs> God, he what? is nuts. Were, were you a fan? Were, were you a fan of Kanye? Because I was. I, I College was. Dropout yeah. is one of the best yeah. CDs yeah. I've ever heard in my life. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, Graduation's another big one for me. I saw him, I think it was in 2007. It was Kanye West, NERD, Rihanna, and Lupe Fiasco. Yeah, and that's dope. That's like the dopest lineup. Yeah. Until yeah. you go crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was the best concert I've ever been to. Yeah. I go to concerts for a living. It's still the number one best I've ever been to. But, yeah, like, now, like, I don't even know, man. I have I, no idea. I yeah. think it started with 808s and Heartbreak. I yeah. just yeah. <laughs> I remember being in Target. And I was yeah. like, Dad, I got to get this CD. You want to buy it for me? He was like, all right. We get in the car. He was like, you made me spend all this money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we taking this back. We taking like, this back. So, what? He said, all I hear is 
some drums. Yeah. And I was like, you appreciate it. He was like, I'm getting my money back. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and I felt the shame. I, I, I felt kind of like Kanye has dropped the ball in, a, in an exchange. And I, I don't know if he just doesn't care about getting airplay or anything like that. Maybe he's not making stuff for for it to be hits anymore, but I just haven't felt the same way about him since his last, those last two albums, yeah. College Dropout yeah. and stuff, you know? So, and I don't know, maybe Kim Kardashian's messed him up too. Huh? I, I think Ooh. he's believing everything he says about himself and everything that people used to write about yeah. him. I think he believes it, and now he has to convince people that he's still it. Because I, I know that that saying's going around, that meme that, that, Kendrick Lamar is doing what Kanye thinks mm-hmm. he's doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 weird, man. I don't I don't know what to think of it. He's just become like pure reality TV. All I know yeah. is all of our athletes stay away from the Kardashians. James Harden, run while you can. <laughs> do not do it. <laughs> you see what they did to Lamar? Oh, yeah, for real. Sorry, Lamar. For real. They got a bad track record. I'll tell you that much. Oh, you a Lakers fan? You're... Of course I am. But you know, I can't talk about the Lakers here in Utah because everyone hates me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, mm. Whenever I say something, people are like, don't you talk about the Lakers? They suck. We don't like them. <laughs> Goodness, people. You know, the whole time I, I grew up, when I was a little kid, I was like, you know what? Why, did, why are they called Lakers? They don't even have a damn lake. What is, what is this? <laughs> Like, I just didn't get it until I got older. I was like, we should be the lake because we have a lake. No. <laughs> you know, but I look back and I was like, oh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. I love it. I love the Lakers. I just, Kobe, I just wish he would have went out a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. out on top. I just really like to see. I just like the storybook ending. Yeah. Like the one that they wrote for Peyton Manning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He should have went out a couple years ago. Now it's just like people are paying $1,000 to see Kobe and he doesn't even play. And they're mad like, I just paid $1,000. Yeah, all he's doing is waving. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting on a bench waving. Stupid. You should have sat at home on your couch with a beer and watched the game. It's right there for free. Yeah. They just want to be able to say that they did. And that's that's the yeah. weird thing. It's not even like he's hooping and doing, you know, doing. Yeah. He's not dropping forty points a no. night, you know. But they just want to say, yeah, I saw him. You sit on the bench. Yeah, you know? no, yeah. Yeah, he no. scratched his butt and waved. No, you know? I, like, I, that's not the Kobe I want to remember. No, no, that, I want to remember the Black Mamba. Come yeah. on, yeah, that's I right. Just, and yeah. for the record, Kobe didn't need Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me just put this out there. Let me just put this out there. No, but I don't know. It's just it's just weird. And then when he came here, uh we went I went to the game when he just played the jazz. Uh when Lakers just played the jazz, excuse me. And he he was talking about how jazz fans give him such a hard time, but he loves it. Yeah. it it's fueled mm. to the fire. It yeah. makes him play. It's just, again, trash talk. You just take it, you put it in, and you use it in your game. That's what it is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, if I could say yeah. something, I would say something on the I side. Know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, come here, Chocolate. That- <laughs> She's like, come here, Daddy. I, oh, sit here. I, I wonder what Kobe's going to do now. I really do. Because like, that's what he's built for. That's what he lives for. He is going to be the coach of the Lakers. And Phil Jackson is going to come back. You think? He's going to be the GM. <laughs> no, I don't know. They they have a lot of rebuilding they need to do with yeah, that organization, starting from the owners. I don't, yeah. They got to they gotta clean that up. Yeah. It's going to take a while. But I guess Luke Walton, he's winning right now. Yeah. He's winning. He's what? I don't know what he's going to do. What is he going to do? Go to New York? 
They need a coach. Well, hey, how do you feel, too, about a city having two teams, <laughs> though, too? Because, I honestly, I feel like that just splits a city in half. What, I don't the, get like it. Like the Clippers and the Lakers? Yeah. And it's now, fun. And what, this all, all this talk about the Rams coming back, which I think is cool. But, I mean, uh, L.A. could have two NFL teams, they could, apparently. But I'm just thinking about the traffic. What oh, do do? isn't that in Inglewood? It's, it's yeah, it's so oh, much man. traffic. I'm, you know how it is. I hate it. No, because no. I gotta clean up and strike, and no. so. It's gonna be nuts. It's just gonna be kind of crazy to see how this entire thing plays out with the football team, and like yeah. you said, you have. To uh, basketball teams, it's just there's no it's money crazy. there. It's crazy. Yeah. It is insane. But I mean, sports fans love it. Yeah. And I just remember growing up, going to Laker games. They have a uh, what do you call it? The little shop, Laker shop, and they would sell. <laughs> <laughs> I just named it. <laughs> like they would, they're supposed to sell. They were supposed to sell Laker memorabilia and Clippers stuff too. It was. All Lakers at uh-huh. one point. They had like a small section just for Clippers. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is messed up. <laughs> like a hanger. <laughs> no one was a Clippers fan. But now it's just everybody yeah, in the city. Everybody. I, I, I'm ride or die. They I'm all right. Clippers day one. It's like, open no, up you your closet. It. We know you got yeah, two jerseys yeah. in there. <laughs> Come now, on. Now when you go to the store, it's changed. It's all Clippers stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's crazy. I'm just like, this is nuts. I know all you guys are not real Clipper fans. See, and I remember going over to the, the Staples Center, and they got all these statues and everything of Laker players yeah. and stuff. And then they, they try and make a, a, a deal, I guess, by putting up the, the Clippers. They, they, they one of the buildings on the sign. Yeah, they right there. And I was just like, really? The One of the... Reasons why the Clippers were in such despair and secrecy is Donald Sterling. You uh, couldn't represent the Clippers when you had a guy who destroyed your community with yeah. overpriced housing, with his racism, mm-hmm. and all those antics, and he's gone. So you have a new team with good talent, or quote unquote good talent. Good talent. <laughs> Paul, Paul Pierce yeah. plays for that. That's good talent. They're doing pretty good, though. Yeah. yeah. But if your government and community can't endorse Donald Sterling. You can't promote your team. Yeah. No one wanted yeah. to go there back in the day. So yeah. it's, it's a new era for Los Angeles sports. It is. But we got to get going. Yeah. I got to get Wayne back on the air at 971ZHT. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's next for you, ma'am? Next, I'm going home to take a nap. <laughs> and find some soul food. <laughs> What's next? I got to get ready to uh, do Real Sports Live tonight. So seriously, I go home and take a nap for a couple hours, then wake up and then go in. And then after that, produce the morning show. L.A., New York, Chicago. Where do you want to go? Where do I want to go? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be the sideline reporter for the Lakers. Ooh. That's okay. a good goal. That's a good goal. So I can see her. You got connections? I do at the Jazz. Oh. I'll do it for the Jazz, too. Yeah, you and Hi, Alan Andy. Andy. Yeah. You and Come Alan on. Andy. Yeah, yeah, Alan Andy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of which, we got to get him on. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank Where are you, you at on Twitter? What, anything to promote? Uh, tweet me at B Johnson, ABC4, the number four. And like my Facebook page. Yay. I need more Facebook likes, okay? <laughs> Facebook.com slash ABC4 Brittany Johnson. B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. And maybe a podcast down the road. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Hook me up. Yeah. Plugs, gentlemen. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm Johnny Promo from Mix 107. You can catch me on air Saturdays from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Giving out prizes. Talk a lot about what's going on in Salt Lake City. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Johnny McKeon. That's M-C-K-E-O-N. You can find me at Johnny McKeon for pretty much everything. Uh, Wayne? Yeah, you know what? I didn't come prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow.
me on Instagram, I guess, yo, Wayne on air. And uh, honestly, I, I feel like we need to have her working here too. Like, <laughs> Brittany is wow. Like, I love you guys. You had some like spice to this, this you know? Been, this like, has really been fun. This was so been. fun. Like, I, I knew it was going to be fun, but it, it was really fun. I love it. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Marcus from the Dirt Pod Podcast. And on Sunday, March 6th, Guy, Alan, and myself are going to be live on stage at Wise Guys at the Gateway for the next episode of Dirt Pod Live. Uh, we've done this before. It was a blast. So come out again. Tickets are only 5 bucks. Get them online at wiseguyscomedy.com. And we'll see you Sunday, March 6th at the Wise Guys at the Gateway. <laughs>